All right. Hello, my friends. Um, my name is Josh, and I am uh, an alcoholic and a sex addict. And thank you for joining me here today on this call. And <clears throat> the topic for today is sunshine or walking in the sunshine. And it came out of last week when we had that really nice weather, like that abnormally warm weather. And all of a sudden, all the window like our okay, our furnace is back on now. The windows are closed. I like I had the double layer on the blankets the other night because like I woke up and I was a little bit cold. But we had the windows open last week, and you just you know that feeling when that breeze is like that warm breeze is coming through the house or the apartment. And I was I was sitting outside with with my wife. And these to me, like, it's like, I like, these are very, these are very spiritual moments, I believe, because we're sitting outside in the morning on, I think it was, I think it was Saturday morning and we were having coffee and the kids were outside and they're just like running free. And it was just like, and we just kind of closed our eyes and just kind of let the sun like just hit us and just really soaking in, in that moment. And then all of a sudden enter this week. And it's not cold. Okay. Like it's not, I understand it's not cold, but it is not like what it was last week. You know, it's dropped, you know, 10, 12 degrees, but I'm looking at the trees and I'm like, oh man, I'm like the trees have budded. I'm like, the trees are actually budding a little bit early, but I'm like, how do we, even in the, these gloomy days, how do we still sense the sunlight? How do we still feel the sunlight? And how do I get connected back to that moment where we were just sitting outside and and really just enjoying the warmth? And to me, that's what the 12 steps have brought that for me, where it's like I'm actually able to bask in the sunlight all the time. Doesn't matter my circumstances, it doesn't matter on the weather. Um, you know. I come into the 12 steps or I come into life lab, I come into recovery and it's like, I have this problem. I have, there's this one issue in my life that I can't somehow get over and it's controlling me. But deep down inside, it's like, there is this spiritual sickness that I have. And we, we all, we all try and medicate that spiritual sickness, you know? And, and, and even, even now it's like, if, if I'm not connected to God, it's like, I will start turning to things for the sense of ease and comfort. You know, maybe it's, maybe it's, you know, food or maybe it's, it's watching TV or it's these things that I, okay, I just, just want to distract me and just make me feel good. But the beauty of recovery is that it just doesn't stop with getting rid of whatever that problem was. It doesn't, it doesn't stop with, okay, I'm going to, try and make right to the world around me it doesn't stop with okay i'm going to look at all the all the faults and failures and fears that i have but it's actually bringing me now into this conscious contact into this relationship with god and i think when we when we come into meditation what is our objective what is my objective when i come into meditation my objective is the same way the same way, by trade, I I'm uh, I used to be an electrician. So, when you're working on these massive scale projects, here's a set of 
blueprints that they give me. Here's a set of electrical plans. And I need to follow these plans in order to make sure that everything is going to connect. They got receptacles and fire detector, fire alarms, and, and everything is, is, is what, what is needed to make, to make this building light up and, and power and, and be safe. What is my objective when I come into meditation? My objective is that I actually, I actually want to have conscious contact with God. I actually want to be brought into the sunlight. So the same way, you know, John, it's funny. I wasn't planning to bring this out, but here's my little plant that John has recently gifted me. It is a, it is a mythic bambino. I believe that is the name. And so here I am taking care of my little plant. I water it. But I also need to give it sunlight. So the same way we all need to eat food, the same way we all need to exercise to be healthy, or the same way we need to breathe air to live. It's like we actually need to be connected to God in order to, re to receive substance. Because otherwise, we're, I'm just trying. It's like I'm running on empty carbs. I'm running on empty fuel. But when I'm running on the spirit of God, it's like I'm actually fueled with things that I'm I'm designed to to run off of. And I was reading um I received I received some literature the other day. Um I had an aunt who passed. And and she uh she was in AA and treatment centers in that uh you know back in the between the 70s the 90s. So I have some, so I was given some of her old, uh, old books and I have the 12 and 12. So this is written by one of the co-founders of AA. And he said this, and this is on step 11, but he says, there's a direct linkage among self-examination, meditation, and prayer taken separately. These practices can bring much relief and benefit, but when they are logically related and interwoven, the result is an unshakable foundation for life. He goes on to say this. He says, self-searching is by the means by which we bring new vision, we bring new action and grace to bear upon the dark and negative side of our nature, the negative side of our natures. It is a step in the development of that kind of humility that makes it possible for us to receive God's help. Yet, it is only a step. We will want to go further. So this this whole idea of like, you know, self-examination, this self-searching, it is really good, but it's like that is only that is only the part. That's only part of it. Yeah, I want to see, you know, I want to see where I'm running off of self. I want to see where I've harmed others. I want to see where I'm dishonest and where I'm fearful and, and where I'm running the show. But I don't want to just leave it at that. I don't want to leave it at just this knowledge. I want to actually keep stepping forward that I'm actually stepping forward into the sunlight of the spirit, stepping into this contact with God. And the same way that myself, and I would, I will say all of us here have seen the grace of God at work. Like we have all, like we have all seen the grace of God at work. Even if we can't, even if you can't verbalize it, we've all seen the grace of God at work. And meditation is taking it a step further where we are actually now starting to develop that spiritual muscle. So what are the fruits of that? What are, what are the fruits of what are the fruits of meditation? I think one fruit can be emotional balance. 
emotional stability. So if you're like, well, I don't really like, cause to me it's, I never grew up with meditation. Like it's like, it's kind of a, it feels like a weird thing. Like my interpretation of it before coming into recovery is that this is just a thing that the hippies do or the yogis do. And it's like, and it's good for them. And it's like, and I see my son walking around the house and he tries to get us laughing. He just does this. Um, I don't know. I have no idea where he even got that from, but I'm like, but he, he does that. I'm like, and I can't help but laugh, but it's like, but that's what I thought of meditation. I thought of meditation as it's like, I'm just going to center myself and I'm just going to do this. No, meditation is actually me focusing myself, focusing my body, focusing my mind, focusing my spirit onto the presence of God. And there's a, there's a prayer. And my friend prays this all the time. And it's this, it's by this, um, I don't know what kind of monkey he is. He's a monk from like a thousand years ago. St. Francis of Assisi. But the man, St. Francis of Assisi was a very, I did not realize this. When I just think of monks, I just think of, okay, you're you're just a, you're a holy person. But as I researched him a little bit, it's like he was actually a very troubled man. You know, he, he was something, someone who actually went through the emotional ringer. He, he's one that was uh, deeply traumatized. Um, you know, he, he had served in combat. He had seen a lot of things. He was wrestling things in the evening at nighttime where it's a, you know, his biographers say that it's a sleep was a, was a struggle for him. And he had all these brother monks around him that he, that he was caring for. And it just said that he was, he was a deeply troubled man. But in all of that, this is what he focuses on. And he, and I'll read the prayer that, that one of the, I'll be honest, it's the only prayer that I know of him. So if you're a St. Francis of Assisi uh, historian, I'm like, you might want to say there's multiple, but this is the one prayer I know of. And it says this, it says, Lord, make me a channel of thy peace, that where there is hatred, I may bring love, that where there is wrong, I may bring the spirit of forgiveness, that where there is discord, I may bring harmony. That where there is error, I may, I may bring truth. That where there is doubt, I may bring faith. That where there is despair, I may bring hope. That where there are shadows, I may bring light. That where there is sadness, I may bring joy. Lord, grant that I may seek rather to comfort than to be comforted. To understand than to be understood. To love than to be loved. For it is by self-forgetting that one finds. It is by forgiving that one is forgiven. It is by dying that one awakens to eternal life. Amen. And I think when I read this, we have to look at this. Like, what is what is what is the what is the essence of what this is trying to say? What is the essence of what this is trying to trying to what this prayer is showing me? And really, I'm actually trying to, it's, what does it say at the beginning? I'm trying to channel something. So I'm trying to channel the peace of God. I'm trying to channel God's love, his forgiveness, his harmony. I'm not trying to come in being like, okay, God, how can you fix these scenarios? But God, let your will be done. God, how can I be filled with your spirit right now? 
And I think that this is something, I think this is something I'm just from my, from my, in my life, this is something that has not been implemented. This is something that has not been, uh, sorry, when I say it hasn't not been implemented, this is something that I did not grow up with that I implement it now. This is not something that I grew up knowing how to do. I've, like I said earlier, I, I wasn't really sure what it was and it kind of sounded weird, but I think, I think when we come into this, we actually need to be taught how to do this. We live in a society right now where there are so many things that are vying for your attention, whether it's just the billboard flickering that neon or LED light, or it is the the social media or the you're chasing after the kids, just trying to get get supper on the table and 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 help with. Lord bless you if you're if they're trying to get them to do homework. And we have all these things that are pulling us in all these directions. But can I slow down just for a moment and connect to the spirit of God? So the same way I need to be taught, really, I need to be taught how to eat well. I need to be taught how to exercise. I need to be taught how to read and how to write. I think I'd say I actually need to be taught how to meditate. So one of the things I've been doing, even, even at home, I'm like, okay, how do I actually show my kids how to meditate like what what does that what does that look like so um so i've started in the morning to take I'll, I'll read them you know just one verse you know a proverbs or a psalm and then after that you know we'll talk about the days and what what they day ahead looks like and if there's any anxieties and then i've done this a couple of times where i'm like okay well let's we're just going to actually sit quietly right now and just and just meditate and, and just try and focus on jesus so with three kids at the breakfast table, it can get a little bit interesting. I got the six-year-old that is like, like, it's like, like, we're not even two seconds in and it's like already this. The other one, I got the two-year-old is just like looking around like mindlessly or aimlessly. And this goes in line with their, with, with their personalities as well. And then I got the four-year-old. I open my eyes after 45 seconds. I'm like, I went longer than, than I thought I would, but I open, I open my eyes at 45 seconds. And there's my, there's my four-year-old daughter. Just like focused in so hard. I'm like, man, you are spiritual. Good for you. Good for you. But, and I think I can look at that and be like, oh, it's like, you're spiritual, but it's like, that's not it. But it's just this moment of like, just slowing down, just slowing down. And then just being like, God, what do you have for me right now? I'm not coming in here with an agenda. I'm not coming in here with, this is what I need solved. This is like, and, and we can get into those, some of those things with prayer, but God, I just actually want to be connected to you. And I think we need to, st and, and, and just like anything, it's like, it is this, when we say it's like that at the beginning when it's like, we're working out this spiritual muscle it's the same way with this where it's like like you don't go to the you don't go to the gym and start i'm not like i'm not gonna go run a marathon anytime soon like i thought i'd go run one day and i ran like three blocks and i realized oh my goodness i have asthma or i have something i can like what what is going on here it is the same way when i come into this that it's like can i just start small can i just take those moments throughout the day just to quiet myself in the presence of God.
because there is, like I said, there's this, there's this, there's this fight for our attention right now. Or you can even go deeper and say, there's a fight for your heart. There is something out there that is actually trying to take you away from the presence of God. There's something that is trying to pull you away from that. And I now need to try and restore that. The job that I have is to try and actually come into that presence and just slow down. And it's like the same way in the Garden of Eden. Adam and Eve were, were in, in harmony. They were in union with God. That's what my goal is right now. My goal is to enter into that place. Um, so what, throughout the day, am I making decisions to turn from something? Am I, am I making decisions to turn to things that are going to give me comfort? Or am I turning to things that are that are going to distract me or am I turning things that it's like, well, it's, it's up to Josh right now. Josh has to figure out this problem or Josh has to do these things. Or am I actually turning in that moment? I don't want to say we're always ignoring the problem, but it's just like, it's like, am I actually just saying, God, I want to be filled with your truth right now. And I want to be filled with your light. And there's, there's a couple, there's not a couple, there's many references to meditation in the Bible. You know, we see in the Old Testament, we see the, the great commander, the great leader, Joshua. And before he's actually kind of come in and taken over the promised land, um, in First Joshua 8, 1, 8, it says this, it says, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. In Proverbs, Solomon writes this. He says, my son, be attentive to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Let them not escape from your sight. Keep them within your heart. For they are life to those who find them, and healing to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all vigil vigilance, for from it flow the spring of life. From it flow the spring of life, the power of God, the spirit of God, peace, joy, harmony, forgiveness. That is what flows through us when I am connected and I follow these words and it's this it's this thing that it's like you know we know that it's like i know that it's like where my thoughts go eventually my actions go so what am i dwelling on during the day what is consuming my headspace because when i'm when this is what's consuming my headspace when i'm when i'm focused on you know meditating on the words of god even for a moment throughout the day. Or I'm meditating on, you know, Lord, make me a channel of thy peace. Let me bring love. Let me bring the spirit of forgiveness and harmony and truth. When I'm meditating on those things, something is going to shift. And my attitudes and my actions will change and follow suit with that. And then take it even deeper to that where it's like, We'll start seeing, you know, it'll start changing, 
you know, the way we the way we think. It'll start changing some of the some of the some of the belief systems that we have. Like the other day, it's fun right now with little kids because I will tell you, I feel like a PhD counselor of some sort when they come to you with things or they say things. And it's like the other day, I don't know even know what it was. I think I think one of them wanted ice cream or something. And we said, we said no. And the response was, oh, parents are always the worst or all that. And I'm like, ha ha, false belief system right there. False belief system. And it was like, and it's like, it's fun to joke about that. But for me, it's like, are these the thoughts that are in my head? Are these the belief systems that are, that start forming that it's like, oh, like, you know, my wife said this to me, or the kids said that to me, or the, the tax man did this. And it's like, and I have all these belief systems that come out. But if I'm just, if I'm focused on this though, just being like, like, God, keep it or, or sorry, what does it say? It says, keep your heart with all vi vigilance. Keep my heart with careful watch. Am I focused on the words of God? Is that what I'm meditating on? Is that what I'm turning myself to? And someone, someone close to me actually said, she's like, um, some people might consider it a bold statement. But she's like, if you're not actually practicing step 11, if you're not actually in prayer meditation, it's like, you're just in the delusion. I don't want to, okay, you know what, before I say this, I hope I understood that correctly, because I don't want to like, get the person in hot water. But it's like, but it's like, if you're not practicing step 11, if you're not in prayer meditation, that it's like, it's like, you're actually in delusion, you're in recovery. Because recovery is this, is this pressing forward to be like, this isn't just sobriety. This isn't just the absence of something. This is the recovery of, I'm actually recovering my spirit to be connected to the spirit of God. This is the recovery that I'm actually going to be unified with God, that I'm actually working towards that. And yes, there might be ups and there might be downs and there might be step backs and it's we're not saying it's this, I'm not saying it's this big thing all the time, but it's, it's this one foot in front of the other. And it's starting with the little things, just being like, God, it's like, I need your presence today. Do you want to lead me? Of course he wants to lead you, but it's me humbling myself to be led. It's me humbling myself that I'm not the director of the show. And I'm actually letting him spirit, I'm actually letting his spirit come and infuse, infuse over me because out of that, the people in and around me, my life are going to be changed as I will be changed as well. So thank you all for uh, listening today.